Wow, what do you know? It's time for the Pocket Knife Show. Hey, it's Mike on the mic again for another episode of the Pocket Knife Podcast. About three and a half weeks ago, on August 2nd, 2022, Kansans went to the polls. We were asked to choose a couple of candidates in a primary election to determine who would run against the opposing party in November. No one cared much about those races, or so it seemed. The big one was a vote on whether to amend our state constitution to allow restrictions on abortion. For weeks before Election Day, the debate raged mostly via signs in people's front yards. Seriously, there were yes and no signs all over the place. A purple yes in your yard meant you wanted the amendment to pass so restrictions would be possible. A no sign meant you wanted abortions to continue as is. You opposed the amendment. My next-door neighbor, our town's Catholic priest, predictably posted his yes early on. A few others showed up around town, many of them people I knew. There were almost no no signs until the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade became official. Maybe there weren't any. As soon as the SCOTUS news broke, a no-sign epidemic broke out. I saw no-signs planted in front of friends' houses, neighbors' houses. A few of the no-sayers, people I knew, surprised me. Not sure why. People take positions on issues all the time without informing me. I guess I just didn't imagine these folks as abortion supporters. A little side note here. As the election neared, it seemed like yes signs were disappearing from people's yards. My neighbor's sign was gone one morning. I found it in a nearby dumpster. The larger yes sign in the Catholic church yard was defaced, but still standing. It seemed so strange that folks would do either of these things. Why steal another person's sign? Whatever your opinion, why deface one with which you differ? The election happened. The next morning it was announced the no's had outstripped the yeses. Abortion practices in the state would remain unchanged. Some, including many major national news outlets, celebrated. Others mourned. My aunt in Oregon sent me a note. She wondered what in the world had happened in conservative Kansas. I had no answer for her. The yes and no signs remained in people's yards for a week or two after Election Day. Then, almost overnight, it seemed, they were taken down. Almost all are gone now, though a few, mostly those shouting no, remain. Here's the thing I've been thinking about. Obviously, division over this issue hasn't gone away with the signs. Every yes person is still a yes person, and every no person is steadfastly a no person. Knowing this to be true, the question arises, how do you and I interact with those with whom we disagree strongly? We saw their sign. Now what? The answer for believers has to come from what God's word says, doesn't it? God's way is the way for us. Kingdom values are ours. We want to live a godly life as defined by God. We mess things up when we go off on our own. So what does God say about dealing with those with whom we differ, with those who may even hate us? We don't have to guess on this one. Jesus gives us a straightforward response. Listen to his words from Matthew 5, 43 through 45. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Love those whom you call enemy. Pray for them. Those are Jesus' words. Again, in Luke 6, 27 and 28, a parallel passage, we have a similar statement. 
But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Do good to your enemy, bless them, pray for them. This is the kingdom, and it is behavior which is countercultural. The way of the world is to scream at those on the other side. If you quietly and lovingly talk with them, they'll never hear and change their minds, is the theory. So yell, yell loudly, yell angrily, yell repeatedly. Jesus lovers, Jesus followers, don't do it. I'm not saying not to speak out about evil. You can do that. I'm saying that when you do speak out, be loving, not hateful. The way to change anyone's heart is to speak respectfully about truth and then quietly turn those who disagree over to the one and only changer of hearts. Let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. You just keep doing good to those who hate you. Keep blessing those who curse you. Keep praying for those who speak spitefully about you. See you next time.